Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is presented by ChoicesToYou.com, the official restaurant delivery service of Business Radio X. Let ChoicesToYou.com bring the restaurant to you. And greetings and salutations, everybody. This is Stephen Julian, and I am here. Well, where is here? Well, right now, if you're listening live, it's Friday afternoon at one o'clock and I am here inside the Subaru of Gwinnett Business Radio X Studios inside the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. And I am here in front of a wonderful lunch delivered by ChoicesToYou.com. Today, it comes from Schlotsky's Deli on Lawrenceville, Swanee Road in Swanee. And most importantly, I am here with the host and chief poobah of the Tiffany Crewman <laughs> Show, the one and only Tiffany uh, Crewman. Hi, Stephen. How's How, it going? Uh, it's going great. Can't you tell? I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I'm feeling better. Uh, well, so. I, I'm very excited for many, many reasons. Number one, you are feeling better. Yes. The morning sickness is... Letting up a little bit, let, yeah. And, and thanks to mm-hmm. some help from some uh, friends on your yeah. community on Facebook, gave you some good ideas, mm-hmm. and you implemented mm-hmm. them and are feeling Ginger better. beer was one of them, and it is not beer. I had so many people message me after I posted that on Instagram, and they said, why are you drinking beer? I'm like, it's ginger beer. I don't know why they call it beer, but maybe the way it's processed or... Uh, you know, but, I just, I guess, uh, to me, I would be like, you know, guys, I'm... Yeah. I'm I'm I doing a this. shot of vodka for yeah, my yeah. morning sickness. I just know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I well, anyway, we won't go down that road. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, we're excited about a holiday weekend. Yes. And we are excited because we have a guest with yes. us today uh, who we'll introduce in just a second. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But before we do that, um, just wanted to... You have a little bit of news you yeah. kind of wanted to share. Um, first, let's deal with licensing. Uh, okay. Ava the Elephant, the the journey that we've been on with yes. you. Give the latest update. It is done. done. Ava the Elephant is officially licensed okay. to a wonderful brand. I can't share who it is yet, but yeah, I know I keep teasing and dangling that one, but I don't want to share who it is because I want to wait till the product is um, in development so right. that it's available for right. sale because they have redesigned Ava in the best possible way. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but hopefully sometime in the next month. So your part of it is done. Now yes. you're waiting on them to be done. And when right. they're done, then we'll be we're done. We're going to announce we're, it. We're not yeah. going to be done talking about it. Yeah. We're going to be telling everybody where to go <laughs> yeah. get it and, and who it's licensed to. So that's great. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You, you also have some personal news yes, to share. I do. Well, you know, we're expecting. Yes. And we, we heard about the sickness. Y- yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're expecting baby number three. Yep. And we didn't know what we were having until earlier this week. We had our ultrasound. Right. Wait. And, let me yes. t- and, and if you guys are part of the community, you follow Tiffany on Facebook. Mm-hmm. She posted something that uh, the family went out to dinner to open the envelope to find well, out. Well, my husband couldn't be there. So okay. the ultrasound tech had a great idea. She said, let's just... um." take a, a picture of it. You guys turn away, you and your kids turn away so yep. I can take a picture of what I think the gender is and I'll um, put it in an envelope and you guys can open it together. So that's okay. what we did. So you night. went out to eat that night right? and then you posted on Facebook, uh-huh. hey, we found out. Right. And you wouldn't tell anybody yeah. what it was. <laughs> I figured I'd wait till the show, you know? And well, and you, you wanted to tell some family, right? right? So right. you've done that. Yes. So now, yes. breaking news on the Tiffany Crewman uh, show, yeah. let everybody know. Well, we have one girl, one boy. And so I wasn't that excited either way. I was like, I don't really care until we got that envelope. And then like, it was so much pressure and so much excitement about this envelope. So I let my husband open it. We were sitting around a, a dinner table. He opened it. It was a girl. We're having a girl. I was excited. My daughter was (laughs) my daughter was excited. I'm gonna be here in that soon, aren't I? About six months from now. I'll be tired in here. Maybe I'll have the baby with me. Who knows? That's right. That's right. Um, so it was a girl, and my son just dropped his little head down on the table and cried because he was he was like the kids on the funniest home videos where they're disappointed. He was very upset because he wanted a brother, but that's okay. He'll live. And thankfully, you didn't post that on social yeah, media. You yeah. let him, uh, you know, <laughs> have his moment, <laughs> have his moment privately. So that's good. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So Thank we you. are all very excited that uh, girl number two yes. uh, is, is on her way. Speaking of girls, our yes. guest today, our guest today has five girls. Five. Bless girls. her heart. Like we say in the South, right? And Woo. not only does she have five girls, she has been uh, running a successful business. Uh, yes. 
with uh, different lines of products for a little while now. So um, do you want to do the honors of yeah. introducing or, or do yeah. you want me to? And I don't want to butcher her last name because I do every time. So I will just call her Christy G because that is her G. brand anyway. Um, how do we say your last name again? Pronounce it for me. Even though we've been friends for quite wait, some wait, time wait. now. I, I, think I, I, don't I, I think I know. I think I know. I think I know. It's Christy Goranis yes. with ChristyG.com. Okay. <laughs> You're supposed to roll the R. I still haven't figured out how to do that in over 20 years. My husband's <laughs> name is Vitautas Joseph Goranis Third. Oh, wow. So try okay. that. So yeah. I, know when I will not. When a telemarketer calls and they say, Viva. Viva. Yeah. No, he's not home. <laughs> yeah, you know, real quick if they know him, don't you? <laughs> Very good. Now, uh, Christy, you um, uh, you are a mother of five, as uh, Tiffany pointed out. And then you uh, basically, ChristyG.com, your company has basically a, a company that develops products, correct? It is now, anyway. <laughs> that's, that's what I have become. Okay. When I first started, it was one product. And of course, when you are a mom, mom inventor, you think you've got a lot of products after that first yeah. one. So right. it has become a product development and company as well as one that I try to help other mom inventors to license and bring their products to market as well. Very good. Very good. So um, why don't we uh, kind of start at the beginning of the first product and just kind of take us back to how it all started. Sure. My friends knew that um, staying home with four babies and changing diapers and things, I was real antsy to have my own company and or my own business. And I even tried to corral them into doing a, a like an executive type, clean the house, you know, chocolates on the pillows type of thing. So one of my friends encouraged me because I don't really watch TV too busy with all the kids, but encouraged me to watch uh, one of the Oprah segments back in 2007, Moms Who Made Millions. And so I forced mm -hmm. myself to watch the show. And there was a mom with three girls. And on craft day, they came up with a product that then eventually um, she sold for $20 million. And I thought, okay, mm. well, I've got four girls at that time. Yeah. <laughs> now I have five. But I thought, I've got several ideas. I'm going to bring one of them to market because I know that I can. So that actual day, I turned the TV off and I sat and I thought, what is it that I want that I can't buy anywhere? I, I need something to help simplify my life. And that's been my motto since, you know, for 10 years mm -hmm. is simplify life with lots of children and going places. So that day I did come up with the Go With Me chair, which is a portable indoor outdoor camping style chairs that grows with your baby from about three months old until 75 pounds, which is about eight years old. And basically when your baby's floppy, you know, when they're right. still floppy and you take them out trying to take them camping and they just kind of bloop is right that, over onto the ground. Official term? <laughs> I call that's it floppy. floppy. When they're well, chunky and floppy. You that's know? a good description. <laughs> floppy. That, you didn't call it the they floppy. They need a little support. The no. go with me chair. Okay. I did call it the perfect parking spot though. Yeah. So wherever oh, like you're at, it's the perfect parking spot for nice. your baby. And, mm -hmm. and I used it most often at the neighbor's house to drink wine. Nice. So <laughs> I, I needed a place to plop the baby so that I didn't have the wine all over my shirt. So, you know, it, it's perfect for outdoors, right. indoors, uh, travel. If you've ever tried to push a stroller on the on the sand at the beach, right. it doesn't work. You've got to pick it up and carry right. it with you. And, th and this has, they can sit and stand, eat in the chair. You know, it's got a removable plastic tray. It has a removable sun bonnet. Right. Um, I can actually sit in the chair, small adult. So it's really... She's really skinny though. No, no, no not at all. Disclosure. No. <laughs> I could not. I, I don't Let's think just I clarify could that for so, We have um, one and I do not fit in it. <laughs> So the go so the go with me chair you you've come up with this product idea you're making life simpler talk as briefly well I mean talk sure. through the process of how did you because because the one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is Tiffany and I have been talking Tiffany's been teaching me and all of our listeners over the last uh, six or so episodes how to bring a product to market and she's talked from her experience what was your experience of bringing the product to market what what were some of the first steps you took and feel free to also share what were the mistakes you made as well as what were the victories you were able right. to kind of talk about? Well, it was a very long process. I was hoping that it would take about six months. Okay. And how long did it actually take? From the conception, the idea to bringing it to retail shel shelves was three years. Okay. So you think when you've got the idea, boy, I could get this to market in six months right. and it takes three years. And I would say that's probably a year and a half is common anyway. I mean, that's not... Right. 
a huge overshot, especially doing it yourself and figuring everything out. But I know that seemed like a long time for you looking to make money on the product. It was a very long time and about Mm -hmm. $250,000 worth of investment Mm -hmm. that that I didn't have. You know, I thought maybe it would I had no idea starting out what it would cost. So it went from one credit card to another credit card to five credit cards to cashing in 401k and doing a second mortgage and selling a car for cash and then buying one on a loan. Then, you know, uncles that I I hope that our listeners are really hearing this because this is the reality of launching a product. It takes a lot of money. And you said at the beginning that you didn't know how much it was going to take, but there's no way in your mind that you were thinking, yeah, quarter mil. I mean, you were. You, no. In your ballpark, you were thinking maybe 50 to 100 or something like that? Well, you know, honestly, I, I didn't even think about okay. the cost. And that's the problem starting out when you think you've got a great idea and you don't even put on paper what you think the cost right. might be. Right. And so because I had absolutely no experience, I was a human resources person for about 20 years, I had no experience in product development. I started out with, I found, through networking, I found all of um, my connections, networking. I, I, I love to ask for help, and you have to ask for help. So I would, Facebook wasn't really around mm-hmm. 10 years ago, so I would email my friends, hey, does anybody know a graphic artist right. locally? And so my neighbors did. So I found this retired gentleman who actually hand-sketched about six products that I wanted to do with the chair, and we had large renderings made, and I reached out to a company that made similar products, outdoor camping Mm -hmm. products. They were interested in my line of products. So I thought, all right, this is a home run. I'm going to license this product even before I have anything made. So I flew out (laughs) to California. They loved the idea. We'll get back to you. I guess it was only four or five months that Mm -hmm. I waited to hear back from them. And then, of course, their answer was, we're working on other projects. Yeah. And expect that. I heard the same thing, even with Shark Tank, mm-hmm. even with Barbara opening doors. I got the the same thing, you know, the excitement at first and then nothing, crickets for many, many years. So, <laughs> so if you're developing a product, you need to expect that just because somebody loves it, just because somebody takes you all the way through the mm-hmm. process, whatever that process is, you talked about placing it in stores, you're talking about licensing. Don't put in, and I think I've heard you phrase it in an article, don't put your eggs in one basket, right? That was the first lesson. Have four or five people that might be interested and hopefully one of them will take the project on. But what I've found not only from that chair, but other projects that I've been working on, most companies don't want to steal your idea sketched out on a piece of paper because the product development cost for them is is great. It's a very large cost. So they're very much more interested when you've got a retail ready or almost retail ready product that, or even a proven brand, which is what I've always said, even if it's a small brand that's sold in some local boutiques, if it's proven in any way and moms have loved it and it's, it's coming off the shelves, that's a good, you know, good step for them. And you didn't have that. You had renderings, you had an idea. Right? Correct. At that stage, it was only an idea. When uh, It took me a year from the idea to being rejected that first time. So that was a long mm-hmm. time of basically doing nothing. So okay. a whole year of possible development. Of the money you spent during that time, did you say $200,000, $250,000, something like that? You know, I really yeah. lost track. A lot. <laughs> and I tried not to... To know. What do you think of that? Was now that you know what you know, and you've already launched you know, multiple products. What do you think was a loss of that money? I mean, how much? What percent? Do you look back and go, "Oh, I should have spent five thousand on a website"? For, but yeah, right. do you think half of that was a mistake, or do you think that's what it really took to to launch your product? You know, I, I'm the two hundred and fifty. I be- <laughs> I believe is p- partly the chair, and then my second product, yeah. which was the bag. So it was about 250000 for two products and probably one fifty for the chair, if mm-hmm. not a little bit more. And, and listen to me, I, I it was um, you know seven years ago, and I, I should know these numbers better, but it's a little bit of a blur, and it's a scary thing to look at. I'm, I'm yeah. thankful that we got out of that debt. We're still not quite out of it. I owe my father some money, which, which we'll pay him back. But I would say that 75% of that was wasted money, mm. bad advice, poor mm-hmm. advice that I followed from people paying consultants money. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably spent $60,000 on wasted consultancy mm. fees. Mm-hmm. Wow. I see that a lot. lot. So a lot of it was wasted. I believe that now that I've got connections with industrial design engineers, mechanical engineers, I've got an agent in China, those types of things. Now I have a process 
that I can see it it should have taken me maybe twenty five, thirty thousand. And and, and right. to some extent, it's it's also very hard for someone who is starting on their first product to have the things that you now have, an agent and a, and a process. However, you are saying that maybe by paying attention to who. I guess some of the consultants, you, you kind of just a little bit more be wary, a little bit mm-hmm. more of, you know, and, and Tiffany, when we've talked it through, you know, it's, it's almost, you've got every dollar is precious, right? Yeah. I mean, you got it. You, you, your capital is your most precious mm-hmm. commodity mm-hmm. that you have when you're starting out. So, so, you know, treat it as. Well, and you need to have something solid for that money. So when I hear that number, I cringe because we, we probably spent the same amount launching product, uh, launching Ava initially, but we had a lot of inventory, you know what I mean? Right. So we saved on all the other things with the consulting and I hate to see that lost in the consulting world. So um, we are, if, for those of you just tuning in, I uh, just want to remind you that you're listening to the Tiffany Crewman Show and we are talking with uh, Christy Gorinus from ChristyG.com. And uh, Christy, you mentioned uh, the second product. So we, we've talked a little bit about the chair and how it got off the ground. Talk through the second product uh, and, and also the third product that you've developed. And I want to give our listeners a little tease. By the end of this interview, you're going to hear about a brand new product. Yeah. Correct? So yeah. this uh, is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. This. So we'll, we'll get everybody uh, some, some, so there's definitely some stuff uh, in the future that our community needs. Can to I interrupt really for. quick? We had a listener. You it's your show. Tiffany. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can I interrupt with a good question from one of our listeners? A live um, question. Yeah. Yeah. You got this through. Uh, CC, her name is CC Auth. Okay. And CC says, what does licensing really mean? And can there be variations of the term and conditions? I love that she asked that because yep. we say licensing because it makes sense to us now. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are going, well, what exactly does that it's mean? It's thing on the back of your car, right? Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I'm thinking. So. <laughs> what you have to go to the DMV for? No. Um, I mean, I can speak a little bit to that, but you obviously are almost a pro at this at this point, having done it numerous times. But it basically means you had something of value. That could be your patent, your trademark, just the design, like you said originally. And you take it to a larger brand and you're basically saying you will not necessarily own this, you know, patent. You're going to be borrowing it from me. You're renting it. And at least for my licensing deal, I'll still own Ava the Elephant and her her patent and her trademark. But this brand will now be borrowing it from me, doing all of the heavy lifting. So they basically take over the manufacturing, the design, every, I mean, that's typically how it works, right, Christine? That's all correct. Mm-hmm. And then... I will get a certain percentage of that. And a lot of people cringe when they think about, oh, 5% of sales or whatever percentage. That's huge for like what we have been through to not have to mortgage your home, to not have to put two or $300,000 into something. And, Most people have been down the road. We've been down. They'll happily take that. You and, know? and allowing that new company, which has a larger infrastructure yes. a lot of times, right? Yes. So and they're able the to grow it much bigger and, than you are. Yeah. Right. That is correct. You know, people do get it confused with licensing um uh, logos like uh, the Falcons or, mm-hmm. you know, li- that licensing, you know, that you're wearing. Gwinnett Braves. That's mm-hmm. right. So your shirt is licensed. Right. Um, but what we're talking about for licensing is is basically renting your idea to a bigger company. They take over mm-hmm. the idea. They do all of the work, have all of the infrastructure, and you basically can sit back and wait for a check. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't always work. And it did not work for me on the chair with my first licensing because they agreement. might not follow through on their That's job. correct. Right. So when I licensed the chair the first time, I, I had only had it on the market for three months and it sold out. I, and one container of chairs is $50,000. So a container is a 40-foot large container that mm-hmm. comes across the ocean. We and, talked about and, that last week. Right. Okay, good. Uh-huh. So having $50,000 in your, in your back pocket to get another container Mm -hmm. every few months is very difficult. So at that point when I had sales and it was blowing up in my face, my networking through my quality person introduced me to a company and they licensed it within, you know, I called them on Friday. This is the first licensing company. company. Mm -hmm. Called them on Friday. They had me out on Monday and we started the process of a licensing agreement so they could take on the chair and sell it under their brand. But what they did, they did a great job. They only had two weeks left to finalize the patent. I didn't have enough money to finalize the patent. I did a provisional patent to protect it for one year. Mm -hmm. And they had two weeks left to file that patent. And they probably paid a lot of money, Mm -hmm. $30,000, $40,000 to file a U.S. and a Chinese patent. So they did that. They took the chair on and for they improved the chair about 18 months and didn't 
get it back on the market for almost for over two years. So two years I sat mm. there not receiving any royalty checks. They did pay me some uh, money up front, which was great. But so we should probably talk about how we prevent that, right? With the right. Um, minimums. Right. Most licensing agreements include an annual minimum uh, guarantee. So in your agreement, they have to, they will, they don't have to do anything, but hopefully if you you've didn't got a, have that right in that first agreement. Actually, I did have oh, it in the first agreement, okay. but Getting I didn't ever think that they wouldn't meet the minimum. So mm-hmm. not until about the fourth year when I wasn't seeing a check, mm. I called them back. I said, Hey, I'm going to buy the chair back from you. And they considered it. And then I looked at the licensing agreement and it said that they had a certain minimum every year. So they owed me five years of minimums. And because of that, I could terminate the licensing agreement. I got everything mm-hmm. back, all of the patents back. They owed me five years of minimums. And I, I worked out in my favor, mm-hmm. but I still wasn't expecting to have the chair back in my possession to now what right. do I do with it? Now I'm starting from scratch again. Well, and if someone listening could avoid that to start with, like you right. said, know their minimums, have those sets so that they're not going to get into that five-year drawn out battle. And it happens a lot. My understanding is that licensing agreements and even on Shark Tank, Mm -hmm. they they talk about how it's kind of rare that they work unless unless you're partnering and working with them and helping to sell Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. product and and keeping up with them. Sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, unless you're licensing some sort of little, you know, like we I've talked a lot about people doing little medical parts or something Mm -hmm. where it's going to go in and be used repeatedly in a hospital. Mm -hmm. That that's great. Obviously, those are going to be lucrative. But something like ours, where it's a retail product, you're almost going to have to be right there with them. Like you said, keep pushing your baby forward. You have to. Wow. So anyway. Man, man, I'm I'm just sitting here furiously writing notes. And I hope all you guys listening out there and part of the community of uh, listeners, learners, and launchers that you're writing down notes too. So so you've, you've gone through the chair. Now in that story, the second product that you licensed, you didn't wait until the chair had found uh, a home first, right? You So talk a little bit about the second product you launched. Well, as we waited for the development, the engineers and the samples after sample after sample and, and testing, I got a little anxious and my consultant, my marketing consultant said to me, well, you can't be a one product company. You've got to come up with another product. Well, I had no idea. Yeah. And quite frankly, I think that's wrong. Okay. Yeah. You can't that force is, it. It's an absolutely poor suggestion and but i you know thought that so especially in product Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. you can be a a a one-trick pony that's the first thing that came into my mind i'm not arguing with you on this because i agree that you shouldn't rush into just launching products you just have Mm -hmm. multiple lines but uh, the challenge i found with ava was exactly that that yes we did well on the shelf yes it was exciting on shark tank but when that little product is sitting next to 55 gerber cups you know it gets it does get lost on the shelf so if you can have a brand if you do have numerous products that would all be in the same section that's great but you don't force them so let me clarify the question was it wrong advice because it was being pushed on you too early? I believe so. Okay. I mm-hmm. think once you have that product out in the market and it has proven sales, then you can add additional products that make sense with it. That's right. correct. But, you know, I was, because I'm not the engineer, I was just, you know, bored, not mm-hmm. necessarily bored, but I was waiting and waiting and right. waiting for other people to do their jobs. And while I was waiting, I'm like, okay, I'll come up with another idea. So she said, Add another product. And I thought, okay, what kind of product (sighs) should I come up with? I said, how about we build baby wipes directly into a diaper bag so that you never have to search for that hard plastic container. You see that all the time now. That was hers. Pretty cool. So she looked at me. You're not excited because you're a man. You're like, oh, hey, now. (laughs) Women are like, yes. I've used that how many times? (laughs) So I would like to state a story and Stacy can back (laughs) me up on this, that when we shopped for baby, uh, for diaper bags, we made sure that they were neutral colors, mostly (laughs) navy blue, because I was carrying the bag. I take that back. I apologize. Sometimes. My biggest seller was pink, and I, I've seen a lot of men carrying yeah. pink bags. So. Well, I, apparently I'm not a man enough to carry no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, quite honestly, she was really excited about that product. She had been in the uh, juvenile industry yeah. for 25 years, and so she thought it was a great idea. So what did I do? Okay, let's start developing this new product. Right. And I tried for about eight months to get China to design these bags the way I wanted them designed. And 
that language barrier and not being a graphic artist and trying to sketch things on paper and give direction, it doesn't work. This is exactly what happened with Ava, the same thing. Had had I been licensing my product to an existing company who had those connections and that communication, it would have happened in a month, you know, like it has with this company I've been licensed to. But we did the same thing. It was, no, we want an elephant. We want the trunk this distance. We want, no, we don't want it to bark. I told you the story about that. You know, we need the sound on it. You know, it was just this horrible communication back and forth. And it took 10 times longer because of it. Right. That's the benefit of licensing is they already know what they're doing, hopefully. Licensing or finding someone that can be the intermediary that can help you like an agent in China, that that's their job. They work with the U.S., developers mm-hmm. and and they work directly with the factories so mm-hmm. that they can communicate and get things rolling. Well, and you have that way you have that US contact too when things go wrong, you're not yelling at someone overseas that you want your money back and not right. he- you know hearing crickets. You have someone right. here in the states to speak with. So taking your time on the process up front saves you time Oh, on the back end mm-hmm. of bringing it actually to market. W- uh, and what is this wonderful, fantastic? Because in, in this great conversation we're having, never learned the name of the diaper bag. So what's it well, called? Uh, the diaper bags were Christy G diaper bags, but they featured what I now call the wipes technology. I changed the name Love in, in the last mm-hmm. year or so to add technology because hoping mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes it exciting. <laughs> right. So what it is basically is, is, and this is a, a patented product. I have a design and a utility patent. That's another story, funny story. But you can actually build wipes. It doesn't have to just be baby wipes. Any kind of wipes into a, the back of a pair of jeans, and it's covered by the utility patent. So you can build this wipe system, which is basically a simple pouch um, with a zipper. You pull your diaper, or you pull your uh, baby wipe out like a Kleenex. You never have to search. It's always mm-hmm. in the same spot. You know, it's hidden. People don't know that it's there. It's not big and bulky. So, and I did win for my dad pack design in 2011. I designed a dad pack, which was a faux leather, uh, like a shoulder pack that was really nice looking. And and I built in the baby wipe system and and Huggies gave me a $15,000 Huggies mom inspired grant, which Mm -hmm. was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, that was exciting. That's a good group of people. There's Mm -hmm. Tons of moms that we know now. Um, for that, and you got into that. the world of technology. So I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. That, that's fantastic. Okay, so um, uh, I know we haven't touched on the third product you developed. Okay, but we are getting some great lessons, and, and I hope everybody's taking notes mm-hmm. and and going back and listening again. So so we've learned uh, about uh, some things on money. We've learned about just kind of timing of things and. And so you're you're imparting some great wisdom to us. Uh, talk a little bit about the third uh, product that you've developed, uh, and then we'll get into the exciting stuff of what's what's next for Christy G. Could I just say one thing about licensing? Can. And well, it's Tiffany's show. You have to ask. Yes, her. No, please. I'm just, I'm just, I'm She's just the kidding. pro with licensing. Go for it. You do not need a patent to license a product. What you do need is a a good um, non disclosure agreement or mutual agreement. Signed. Maybe a provisional, hopefully. Uh, well, it's a provisional detailed, is yeah. great. Uh, uh, patent pending, mm-hmm. which is about $120. That's always great to have if you've got an idea. Mm-hmm. But remember, you've only got 12 months mm-hmm. to utilize that provisional patent before right. you've got to put more money into it. So when you're ready to show your product idea in, in, in hopes of getting a licensing agreement with a bigger company, File that. Take the $120. Yeah, That's a great definitely. investment. Show that it's patent pending mm-hmm. and get that non-disclosure or mutual agreement. And then you can start talking to those large companies. But also, a lot of inventors are so scared to talk to people stealing anybody. Your ideas. And you yeah. know what? Quite honestly, most people don't want to steal your idea no. because it's costly and time-consuming. They have entire teams working on products so that they're in the middle of developing. The last thing they're going to do is right. take on yours unless it's some life-changing. So so instead of a patent, go just say it again just for posterity and, and sure. make sure everybody hears. So you would say a non-disclosure agreement, meaning when you are standing in front of somebody or people you're sharing with, they can't take, I mean, that the agreement is they mm. can't take that from you to some extent. It's basically saying if we're working on something similar or you're working on this, we're not going to take each other's. Uh, okay. But it at least puts that barrier between them. Don't you think that's kind of more, it's more of you saying, I'm professional enough to know that I need to give you this. <laughs> right. It, it, it's like it, calling their bluff, right? That's right. And, and it just gives you some 
protection. I mean, sure. there are those shady companies sure. out there that will tr- that could try to steal your idea. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of companies will say, hey, you don't know what we're working on. We're not going to sign a non-disclosure. Right. But you know what? I have, I'm, I'm a, I like to take risks and I think you need to at times. And I have talked to companies without having that signed. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that was always a good idea, right. but you have to take some risks, yes. especially if you don't want to invest $250,000 right. in mortgage or house mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. So so, so a non-disclosure agreement, and then I, I liked the, I, I, what made sense to me was when you said, you know, as you get to that phase where you're starting to pitch the idea right. for development, that's when you get a patent pending. And now you've kind of started a clock of mm-hmm. one year to say, I can use this and it's a lot less expensive than getting a full blown patent. Yep. And, and the other part of that reason, I guess, is because when you find that right company, they might actually be yes. able to help you to get the best mm-hmm. patent possible for long-term, correct? Definitely. That is right. And like, I, I was very fortunate to have my, with the Go With Me chair, that that company was so interested in the product that they finalized and invested the thirty dollars or $40,000 to finish the patent. I would not have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and finish it right. Right. Because it does matter. Right. So, okay. Well, you know what? I am so glad you interrupted me. We're not interrupted, but I'm so glad you wanted to change the question and and ask permission to do that because I think that's fantastic Mm -hmm. advice. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to change the interview. I'm going to remind everybody that you're listening to the Tiffany Crewman Show. We've had a fantastic lunch delivered us today by choicestoyou.com. Today we got it from Schlotsky's Deli on uh, Lawrenceville Swanee Road in Lawrenceville. We took a little video of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Facebook (laughs) and uh, check out Tiffany's Facebook. You'll see our video. We actually went to choicestoyou.com and ordered our lunch today uh, and it was delivered, so that's fantastic. Um, And our guest today uh, has been, uh, and still is, uh, Christy Gorinus with Christy Christy.com. And Christy, we are now going to move to this part of the interview uh, where now we're going to say, we've talked about your past and you've given us some of the lessons from the past, but I want to find out what's on the horizon for ChristyG.com. What, what are you up to now? Uh, what's in development now? And, and I think... You're actually doing something with Tiffany kind of cool. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm going to let her mention that. <laughs> okay. So let's start with, so let's start with development. What is, what is the newest product that's being developed right now? Well, about three years ago, I came up with an idea while I worked at uh, the Georgia Gun Club that I helped to open in, in Beaufort, Georgia. It is a wearable safety device. All of my ideas, whether I've done anything with them or not, have always been for my kids or myself or all of us. I didn't mm-hmm. come up with an idea that's, oh, I think... You didn't force it. I think somebody would like this. I'm going to go through with this. It's something that I would personally use or had a need for or that my kids would need. So I started with the baby product. Then I went into uh, juvenile products. Then I did tween and teen. And now the, this Defendables Personal Safety mm-hmm. is for teenagers, adults, elderly people. Okay. So Defendables Personal Safety. Uh, mm-hmm. Defendables is a wearable self-defense product. It's a small, and I can talk about it because I have patents pending. Nice. And um, I'm excited about it. It is a small pod that's uh, a little bit larger than a quarter, smaller than a 50 cent piece that is clipped onto your clothing or a cap, shoe, a bag, car visor. And you're right. Um, you, I do have a version that, that is uh, clipped onto a ring, so you can use it like Spider-Man. Okay. But it's clipped onto your... It is cool. You clip it onto your clothing, and so if you are approached or attacked or mugged or, you know, there's all sorts of things going on out there that you've got non-lethal protection where you can be your own hero mm-hmm. or you can be someone else's hero and protect or yourself. Hero. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. I Non-disclosure will. agreement. So uh, we. Are, I add so much to the show, don't I? <laughs> uh, what we're talking about here is—is is it pepper spray? It is a wearable pepper spray. Uh, Sp- pepper spray. Okay. Excuse and me. I had the bulky one. So when she explained this to me, I was like, "Oh, yes!" I had the one that hung from your keychain. Right. It was like this right. crazy it's a, thing it's that leaked. Aerosol and, can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it so just wasn't is, practical. I mean. So this is small enough to fit in your to pocket. Wear. It's small enough to have on your finger. It's small mm-hmm. enough to wear yes. on a cap. Or, okay. So wow. I'm wearing four of them right now. Can you guess where they are? 
Really? And you don't see them, do you? No, I didn't I do not. know that. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, watch out, Steven. I know, She's wearing I know. four of them right now. Why me? What did I do? <laughs> I'm just saying. I told you I She's carried diaper and dangerous. bags. And, you know, all right. <laughs> but they I are, think you. I think you're the dangerous one. All right, go ahead. They are discreet. They're made so that you don't see them. They're attached onto your bra strap or wherever it might be because... Actually, the research that I've done states that if you are being attacked, the first thing that happens is that your hands go up in the air and you try to protect yourself. And whatever is in your hands is dropped. Right. Your cell phone is not going to protect you mm-hmm. from an attack. That pepper spray or taser that you're holding possibly could be dropped. And let me tell you, you will not have time to find your can of pepper spray at the bottom of your purse. Yes, right. good point. Right. And most personal attacks, three out of four attacks happen with someone that you know and trust. So you're sitting there watching, chilling, I guess the word is, watching Netflix Mm -hmm. with someone that you know, and all of a sudden they're on top of you. And Mm -hmm. you're not holding a can of pepper spray. So if you have it clipped onto your bra strap or your pants or wherever it might be, you have something that could protect Mm -hmm. yourself, that could give you those split seconds to get away to save your life. Right. Mm. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So... You are, so that's patent pending. It is not available on the market yet. That is correct. We did launch our first line of prototypes at CES in Las Vegas, which is the Consumer Electronics Show, which is a huge show in order to get feedback from consumers and retailers. And we are in our second stage of development, which is Mm -hmm. very difficult. And I'm not an engineer, but it is because it's so small and it's an aerosol, Mm It's a very difficult product to develop. It's important that it's designed properly so it functions in that moment of need. But what I'd like to say is that, you know, again, I never have a problem reaching out to people and asking for help. And I love LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And through LinkedIn, I I reached out to the world's largest manufacturer of pepper spray. And this is only when I had a rendering, a picture of the product. And I said, hey, would you be interested in this? Because I need a partner. I can't do this on my own. I don't want to invest $250,000. I'm still not out of the hole from that first product. They were interested. They have 25,000 retailers worldwide in 60 countries. And they said, bring us a proven concept you know, we'll work with you. Mm -hmm. And I was actually able to license this product based on a rendering and CAD drawings without even having a prototype because they felt like it it was such a great product. Um, However, they're not, they're a little bit risk adverse. So they're not investing a lot of money. They're letting me bring a final product, which again is costly. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a little bit stuck at the moment. So she's considering investors. I am. Great investors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're at that stage where now it's time to, before they partner with Mm -hmm. you, you might need to find the right investor or the right person, Mm -hmm. the right group of people or just situations Designers to help even. help bring bring the product. Well, to- which is inter- what is interesting, and I think what um, helps an investor feel more comfortable than just having uh, a, a prototype is that I actually have a signed licensing agreement already with this company mm-hmm. to manufacture and distribute the product once it's finalized. It's a home run. Wow. Right. So that is really rare, mm-hmm. but. The word that I would use is that I'm a bit relentless. My husband calls me relentless, and that's not always great in a in a you know marriage. marriage yeah. It can be great in business, yes, but it can. I target who I think would be my best partner, and I go after them, mm-hmm. not annoyingly, right? But to get them interested in mm-hmm. what the what I have to offer and show them what I have to offer, and you know I've had twenty other ideas, but not all of them are good. Right, right. So you really have to decide and get feedback from not just people that you love and trust, right. but and if anything, not them because correct. they're going to tell you all the wrong things because <laughs> then you waste your time. Yeah. So, so Tiffany, um, one of the coolest parts, I, I love doing this show with you each and every week, and uh, but this is a first on the Tiffany Crewman show. How cool would it be if through our show, Christy G got, the got connected investor. with the mm-hmm. right investor to take that would be really cool. uh, defense wearables uh, to well, and, and expand it into it's a the, no-brainer. I mean, yeah. what investor isn't they're looking for, like you said, an established brand that, that you already have it licensed. Well, the work I, is done. And, and I know from I know from my day job that that the self-defense industry. I mean, that non-lethal self-defense, that's a huge growing market. It's huge. And, and Wearable Magazine even stated three times in the last year that 
safety and panic button wearables are the most requested wearable product on the market, even before fitness bands and smartwatches. Wow. So listen to this. I actually spoke with a an executive from Nike and the president and vice president of the U.S.-based Another company, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the name. Yeah. yeah. But um, they are interested in integrating. I have a patent pending snap system that the pod actually just snaps right into your clothing. So instead of having to put the pod on a clip, which then goes on your bra strap, mm-hmm. it actually snaps directly into your clothing so that it's basically integrated into clothing or shoes or a cap. And my goal, I mean, my, I would love to work with Spanx. I mean, women-focused mm-hmm. companies where, you know, we could integrate it right into the bra strap or the the, the Spanx themselves. And well, I love that we're breaking down all the barriers of how this is done, too, right. because you're, we're talking to a very successful, someone who has been there, done that. But she's not without need right now. You right. know, she does need right. the right investor and she does need the right funding coming in and advice coming in, not someone that's taking advantage again, but the right person to to and, take this to the next step. And you know? isn't and we from the beginning, one of one of our first show meetings that we did publicly on the air, we we want to build a community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in a community, you find the right connections and you find the right people who can definitely help. By the way, you said you're wearing four of them right now, but for as many times as you've mentioned bra strap, I'm gonna guess that at least one of them is there. <laughs> I like so, when she turned uh, yeah. to you and said, You can wear it on your bra strap. And I was like, <laughs> You know, Steven? we aren't on YouTube today, I so I don't know why you would mention that. So, you know, I do not. So I'm just, okay. Now the show's gone weird. Thanks, Tiffany. Um, so, Tiffany, I'm going to turn to you. We're going to wrap up with one last topic, and uh, that is uh, how you and Christy G are partnering up. You partnered up to bring her on the show. But talk yeah. a little bit about uh, what you guys are planning on doing here in the very, very near future. We, well, it's not exactly hashed out yet, but we talked about it on the very last show. It's um, we, patent pending? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you got a year to get this to the, yeah. get this going? Okay. <laughs> we have a Facebook name. It's got like three followers. Wow. But, yeah, it's official. It's official. Kind of. Kind ish. of. Yeah, because um, if it's on Facebook, yeah. then it's, you know, it's got to be in existence. We're going to team up and we're just going to try to help not just women, but men. We're going to have a group at Cornerstone, the office that Cornerstone I always Cornerstone Co-working yeah. in Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, right there on the square, we're going to have some sort of group. We haven't really finalized it yet. She and I are putting our heads together to figure out how can we stand out? How can we be different than these other groups? Um, Christy always brings up the fact that there are a ton of tech startup groups. It's all about tech, 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 tech. That's all you hear. Girls in tech, women in tech, men in tech. And we don't necessarily have tech technical products or you know uh, web-based products. We right. have just retail products that people need help with. Um, so we're going to be teaming up with local men and women who want to come in and get some some good feedback on their products and not something where we just sit and network or or blow smoke, if you will. We want to really help them decide, don't mortgage your home. You know, maybe this isn't the right idea for you. Move on to this. Or do you have any other ideas? Or maybe it is a great idea and we help them get to that next step. So we're trying to figure out kind of the details of that. And we'd love to hear from you guys. If you're local and you'd want to be a part of that, what do you need help with? What can we make that group into? So I would say to start with, the best potential candidates would be other product Mm -hmm. developers, right? Yes. That's definitely what Mm -hmm. you guys know and where your expertise is. We're not going to be able to advise on opening a storefront or a restaurant. That's just not our expertise. However, if the community gets big enough, there might be opportunities Mm -hmm. for, and I know... Christy, you had mentioned service-based businesses. Um, so there might be some, some opportunities Maybe we do there, a so. week a month where that, you know, or two weeks a month if it gets large enough, like you said, where that's the focus and we don't speak on that. Someone else does. Yeah, we'll bring in experts mm-hmm. right. on, you know, developing a business plan or financial services or what it might be. Mm-hmm. Maybe Joel Beck. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the, other, the other side of it, I, I think, is, um, you know, probably one of the biggest needs is uh, that it is truly a community where it's not come and listen. Mm-hmm. It's not come and be sold or come and, yes. you know, and it's come and it's learn truly from our mistakes, right. learn from others' mistakes. Right. Yes. And, and, and get true feedback, mm-hmm. um, get true advice, get true opinion. Not that it's always right, but that's how you move forward. And real answers to how much this might cost you. You know, right. that's that's a huge one. I think I don't think we've ever talked so much about money as we have today with Christie's just because of what she went through. Right. That's a lot of money and a home is a big deal, you know? And one of the biggest losses for me was when I couldn't find the right factory in China, I went out to California to one of the very few 
factories that we have left here in the United States. And within three days while I stood there, we had final bags that we were going to develop. However, that factory in California gave me one week's notice while I was six months pregnant that they were going to shut down. And I had about $20,000 worth of raw materials. I had paid them up front for Mm. orders that were not fulfilled. So that was about a $40,000 hit for me that I could never recover from for my bags. This is another insurance thing that we can talk about that you need to have for your small business so that that type of loss can be protected. If that factory goes out of business, you don't lose that money. So there's a lot of different things we can cover for you guys so well, that you don't have the same heartaches that Christy's had. I think, I think uh, Christy, you, you have brought so much good information to the table. You've, you've shared some fantastic experiences. What I've been struck with, and, and for those people who are part of our regular community and listen every week, the simil- even though a lot of the, experience, the, the actual day-to-day experiences that you and Tiffany went through were different, there are so many similarities. Um, there are so many things that you said that, that were very... Um, slight variations of what I've heard Tiffany say. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if if you'll allow me to try and sum up, and please feel free to tell me I'm wrong, I'm used to it by this point in time. Uh, you said something real important that everything else you've said, which has been fantastic, I think goes back to the point where if you could go back and do it again, and, and you went through everything and, and still have come out of success and are still building on your success. So so, you know, there's a lot of success there. But if you go back again, the thing I heard you say was process. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. get work on your process constantly. Well, I'm just starting out. I don't know my process. Mm-hmm. Come up with an idea and then always be, you know, always come up with an idea of what that process will be and always be willing to adjust it and change it. But if you could go back and change it, you probably would say I would have paid more attention to the process as I went I, through I've got to add something, too, that it just hit me. I, when you talk about consultants... And I look back at the people who I know who have been taken advantage of by these consultants. I would almost give the piece of advice that you better only go with a consultant who has done it the way we've done it, who has built a product from the ground up and actually launched it and licensed it. Because there's a lot of people out there that call themselves experts or they say, for example, that they've been in the the juvenile industry for this many years. Maybe they know products and they've seen them a lot. That doesn't help you with manufacturing a product. Do you know what I mean? So I think you need to be very careful about who you take this advice from. If, if you've learned from the ground up like you and I, we've pretty much made every mistake. We've seen it all. Where if you're just working in it and being a buyer in the juvenile industry, you don't know anything about manufacturing for the most part. Well, Wouldn't most, you say that that's kind of what got you in trouble with the first consultant? You know, the people that helped me the most were free. My right. quality and my safety person yeah. who did about six years worth of work, probably $200,000 worth of work, was free. Yeah, because I agree. he believed in the product. He liked moms. It, we we developed a friendship. My mentor, that was the first phone call out of the yellow. It was the yellow pages, I think, back then. I mm-hmm. it really was. <laughs> you just but, aged yourself, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I called him out of called the blue Klondike and said, four five two. Yeah, a bunch of millennials are yeah. listening, going, "What are the yellow pages?" Yeah. Google that. Um, you know, I, I called him out of the blue, said, "Hey, I'm a mom. I've got this great idea," and he was nice enough to say, "We like great ideas." Send Keep it over. searching for those people. And, and he was my first phone call before I had renderings. And mm-hmm. he's still my mentor and my, oh. the person I go to. And he's never, I mean, we help each other out now. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. So look for those people. You may get 10 no's before you find him. But look for those before you pay five, right. dollars mm-hmm. $20,000 to someone to quote unquote consult. Christy, when I normally uh, wrap up these interviews, I, I ask people or I ask the business owner, hey, for those people who want to get in touch with you, um, I, I think... Uh, I'm going to do that for you because I think it's pretty simple. Um, people can go to christyg.com, correct? Correct. And Christy is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, christyg.com. And from there, uh, they can learn about your different products. Uh, they can, uh, especially for people who are interested in wanting to invest uh, in the new product, uh, there is a contact you and, and they can certainly do that and reach out uh, to you that way. Correct. That is correct. But I do have a defendables.com, not dependables, but <laughs> defendables.com, which has a great video um, on there kind of showcasing the product itself. And also I love a this product. I can't wait for everybody one. to see it. Thank you. Defendables.com and christyg.com. Christy, thank you so much for being thank with you. us here today. This is uh, Tiffany. Uh, we did a little bit uh, longer than normal interview, uh-huh. but I couldn't tell. 
I feel uh, like we I, still need to have her on again uh, because well, there's you know, a lot more stories. You know, if only this show could have uh, reoccurring <laughs> expertise, uh, you know, expert guests. Uh, she started by watching the Oprah show. You know, Dr. Phil mm-hmm. got his start by being a, a, a regularly occurring guest. So mm-hmm. maybe you need to be our Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany didn't share with you how I stalked her, though, did she? <laughs> at the mall. And <laughs> she was a little leery at first. Well, but... Tiffany has shared oh, stalking. Oh, no, no, not, not yours. Oh, but she yeah. has shared some She never showed up at my door. That was some (laughs) crazy man. That was not her. It was not me. She was persistent in reaching out to me and and rightfully so. And I'm so glad she was because we've actually become friends and now we're close and we can relate on so many things. But But I never wanted anything from you. I just wanted to add you to the network and talk. If anything, she's taught me more than I could ever teach her. Relentless. Would would that be the fair? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, So So be persistent. Persistent, (laughs) relentless, all those good words. Tiffany, um, your thoughts. Uh, I'll let you kind of wrap up. I'm just up. happy to have her on. This yeah. is like, I think this has been the most real show we've had as far as sharing the heartaches. And I think that I can't, I, I can't even tell you how important it is to share, you know, those big dollar amounts and the, you know, mortgaging your home and stuff, because people always talk about Shark Tank. They're like, I can't believe these people broke down on there. And I'm like, they broke down because they mortgaged their home and they're standing there with all of their hope on this one product. And we want our listeners not to be there, not to be where Christy was. We want them to be, have the upper hand with a great product. Or, or, Or at least if you're going to take that level of risk, Feel very you, confident, you, right? And know that you, all your ducks are. In you've the done your due diligence. Yes. You've done your work. You've done. I mean, the long, the more we talk about this, the more I, the biggest thing is. At the end of the day, you guys would say it's worth it mm-hmm. to see a product. And and I love what you said. You know, uh, Christy, you talked about developing products that just make life simpler mm-hmm. and something that you would use yourself. And so that's so great to see that your product is helping someone. Uh, however, just have wide open eyes and understand what you're doing each and every step of the way. And no one is going to care about bringing your product to market more than you. Yes. Right. And every dollar is precious and every moment is precious and every Mm -hmm. relationship is precious. So take the time and do them right. right? Yeah. Don't try to do it on your own. It's, it's going to take twice, 10 Mm -hmm. times as long, 10 times as much money. Find a co-founder, find a partner, find a mentor. Mm -hmm. Don't try to do it on your own. All right. Keep trying to wrap up the show, and we keep having a great conversation. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick a pin in this, and uh, I have a very good feeling uh, that this is the not not the last time you're gonna hear from Christy G from ChristyG.com and Defendables.com on the Tiffany Crewman show. But I have to stop it, or else Mike and Trey, our, our great producers, are gonna kick us out of the studio. No, they won't. But uh, we uh, we're gonna uh, stop the show right here. We're gonna finish up our lunch that was delivered today by ChoicesToYou.com from Schlotsky's Deli. So. For Christy and for Tiffany and for Trey and Mike, this is Stephen saying we will see you here next week on The Tiffany Crewman Show.